Introducing the mini-series, small, short, candid conversations with me to help you on your storytelling journey as the author of your own life. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Hello. We're back for a mini-series episode and it's been a little while. Who knew that releasing a book was an F ton of work? (laughs) And by the way, thank you to everybody who ordered the book and shared their stories and the feedback with me on Five Sips of Storytelling Power. So much love to you. But today isn't actually about the book. I'm not going to talk about the book. Today, it's about you. And I have a question for you. My question is, when you've got a decision to make, how do you make it? How do you make your decisions? Do you weigh up the pros and cons? Do you kind of gather all the options? Um, Maybe you ask people that you trust and see what they think, gather all of their opinions and go with their advice. Perhaps you spin the bottle, you know, flip the coin, get a little crazy with your decisions. Some of us are more reckless than others, for sure. Maybe that is you. And I think all of us do all of the above at certain times. I know I do. And so I'm also going to ask you when it comes down to the wire, though, like when you have a decision that has to be made, how do you do it? So I'm talking, you know, they say to you, okay, come with me tomorrow at dinner. Come with us. Come tomorrow at dinner. And it's like nine o'clock at night. Maybe they say the job's yours if you want it. You start tomorrow and you still have a job that you have to actually quit before you can take that job. Do you just not show back up to the other job. (laughs) I'm using extreme examples here. It could be something as simple as, you know, they say the car has other buyers interested. I need to know today. That one is always one that comes up. Like the house has other people interested. You know, I'm going to need to know today. So I'm talking decisions, the ones that are like right here, right now. How do you make those choices? How do you make those decisions? And I know that you're wanting to say, well, I make those decisions logically, Janika. I think it out, I plan, and then I move in a direction that's going to suit my desired story. But take a minute to think about what else might have contributed to you making that decision. Because there is a level of unknown that is guaranteed to all of us in our lives. Nobody knows all of the answers. We certainly don't have the answers for everything in our life. And we make choices based on what we think is the right way to move forward or backwards in some cases if we need to step back. And we get it right sometimes. We get it wrong sometimes. We think, oh, man, I knew that. Why didn't I do that? And I think, honestly, that this is sometimes by design. We're supposed to be having this evolving experience of learning and growing and remembering who we truly are and the story that we're really here to create or we're really here to gift or share with the world. But that doesn't mean that a broader perspective isn't available to us and shared with us when we really need it. And what I'm wanting to talk about today is something that I really believe that every single one of you including myself, every single one of us, this storytelling community, we've all experienced this phenomenon in our life. I'm talking about our intuitive intelligence. Okay, I'm just going to get out there and say it, intuition. And that word doesn't jive with everybody. So if that word doesn't jive with you, I don't care. You can talk about anything. You can give it any word. So it could be your gut or your heart. Um, 
you know, and I laugh with my clients on this one, your butt <laughs> and more, more on that later. I'll get to that heart, gut, butt, whatever it is, your inner knowing and it's your access to this wisdom that you have within you. And sometimes it can surprise you and sometimes it can take you off guard, but it's there and it's there when a message is needing to be communicated with you. And whether or not we listen to that or not, well, that's another story. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we actively decide, nah, you know, I know my heart's telling me this, but I'm really going to take the logical one on this. But what I'm talking about isn't new to you. Chances are your intuition has tried to get your attention before. You know, it's like, it's like when someone tries to say to you, well, explain intuition to me. What is intuition? And I'm like, you already know. It's those hunches, those feelings, that inexplainable sort of knowingness that often gets just brushed aside. This is our heart. This is our intuitive intelligence. Whatever you want to call it, this is it talking to us. Like, have you ever had that feeling when your heart is telling you something and it's just, just not quitting? It's like your heart is going, hey, pay attention. Hello, pay attention to this. Pay attention to this person. Pay attention to this situation. It's your internal GPS, your inner voice, your inner narrative, and it is literally your best guide in your life story. And that is why we should listen to it. That literally, that reason, that is why we should listen to it. It is our best guide. It's showing us the way to our story. But also, (laughs) it knows you. It knows you damn well. It knows your real stuff. It knows the stuff you're passionate about, what your heart's beating for, what you truly value. When your inner narrative keeps nudging you, It is often this sort of pathway to a destined future or like an opportunity that you would have missed if you ignored it. It's also a pathway to personal growth for many of us. And I know for me, it's been really useful in discovering some of my really important lessons about trust and faith. But, you know, things can get chaotic inside. Okay, and life happens. We're really busy. Sometimes there's a lot of noise going around, a lot of external influences But what I will say is that it gets really chaotic inside when you're not following your intuition, right? It really does. You feel so sick. You feel so, so sick. And you instantly know when you've made the wrong choice. Even if you don't really admit it to yourself, you like say yes or you say no or you sell it or you don't or whatever, whatever. You're like, oh, I don't know if I made the right choice there. (laughs) And it can also protect you. It can protect you from those wrong choices when you listen to it to a certain extent, especially about people and situations, which I kind of mentioned before. But I know it's definitely protected me in some scenarios where I've met people and I've gone, "Ooh, I don't know if I feel right around that person. And then a story's come out and it's like, well, that's probably why. And often you can't always put your finger on it or explain why you have that feeling or that sensation but you just have this knowing of like, oh, I don't know if this is right for me. But over time, you know, if we ignore those nudges, they can grow louder. They can lead to a bit more of a more significant event. And that gentle nudge becomes this like pounding, this nagging sensation. And I've had clients, I've had friends, I've had family, and I've even been in the scenario where you've ignored it. And then that like tiny little sound becomes this pounding, like I said, and it'll be like this huge 
thing of like, all right, change your job, change your job tomorrow and that relationship today. Like, and you're like, ah, how's this out of nowhere? But you're like, oh, well, actually I kind of knew I needed to end that relationship about six months ago and I didn't. (laughs) Or sometimes it doesn't even have to do with other people. It can also be a shift in your own health that can escalate into a full-blown problem if you haven't listened to yourself. Like your tooth. I had a client that was ignoring their intuition about a tooth and then lo and behold it always starts softly but it can grow louder over time and so today my intuition led me to creating this episode to remind all of us that we should trust our gut in our story because I think a lot of us struggle to not only trust ourselves when it comes to making decisions in our lives you know like the did I make the right choice is this right for me should I go on that second date even though I know I feel the ick <laughs> but also we often overlook or dull down just how intuitive we can be i'm going to take you through four reasons as well that your intuition might be trying to get you to pay attention and i teach this and i i really love breaking it down into these four reasons because it just helps me make sense when my intuition is coming through i think okay well what why Before I do that, I also want to mention that a couple of weeks ago, I shared on social actually an intuitive boost decision-making checklist. And it's about a two or three page checklist that you can go through bit by bit. And it just gives you like a little boost in connecting to your own intuition so that you can make a decision. And that's any decision. It could be like a big one, like which school am I sending my kid to, to a small one? Like, do I want to eat fish or chicken for dinner? (laughs) But whatever it is, like this checklist helps me and I know it can help you so that you can make a decision with confidence and clarity. And I've had really good feedback on it. So thank you to everyone that's been downloading and has their copy with them and uses it and have given me, you know, some pretty quirky stories on how it's been working for them. I love seeing that. And I think my favorite one so far actually came from an Instagram follower who messaged me and they just said, look, I... I have to tell you, I downloaded the checklist and I finally got a good night's sleep (laughs) because I didn't have this decision looming in my head. I, you know, felt like I had this weight come off my shoulders and that's just it. You know, we've got ourselves. We likely already know the answer and we just need to trust what that answer is within us, in our heart, gut, but whatever. I'll stop with that. And so this little boost guide helps you if that's what you need. If you're like, I don't even know where to start. Intuition, what are you talking about? Then just follow this, okay? So I'll link this in the show notes and it's also on my social if you want it. But today we are going to chat about why our intuition might be trying to get our attention. So grab a journal, find a quiet little spot to get comfortable in and let's go. If you made it to the other side of the scribble, good for you, (laughs) because some of you might have literally tuned out for this one or turned it off, feeling as though intuition is like a little, I'll say, fluffy. I think some people go, oh, intuition, turn it off. And I think that's because for a lot of people, they can dismiss intuitive intelligence because you can't physically hold it or make sense of it all of the time. Sometimes it doesn't make logical sense. It's far more subtle and it requires this almost patience and a practice as well to notice and then interpret. And I think we all have different ways of interpreting our intuition because we're all different. So you also really have to know yourself. You have to know yourself well. But if you use it in your life and you lean into it more, 
you start to use it to help better your life experience. And for me, I know this to be true. I I really do. I use my intuition a lot. I find when I try to explain to clients when they challenge me and they're like, well, why, why do you use it? And I'm like, well, I use it to bring balance to myself. I use it to return to myself and to feel like I'm moving in the direction of the story that's meant for me. It's really that simple for me. And I've always been a big follow your heart kind of girl, but what I will say is I also do believe it's really important to follow both your head and your heart. It's a combo that I think you've got to get right. It's like when you move into a new neighborhood and then your head's like, oh, you know, you should go next door and meet your neighbors and say hello. So you do. But when you walk next door and you're walking there, you're like, oh, I start to feel a bit off, you know, and you can't quite put your finger on it. Maybe you don't like the paint on their house, whatever. You knock on the door, maybe it's butterflies. Your head's like, maybe you're nervous about meeting a new person. Maybe you've got butterflies. You don't love meeting new people. But then as the door opens and your new neighbor steps out onto the porch, you're immediately feeling those butterflies trying to flutter out of your body. Your heart is racing and you're kind of sweating. Why are you sweating? Your intuition is starting to ping and is telling you, Hello, you know, don't give too much information to this person and get back inside and lock your door. I know some of you have experienced this before when you've met someone and you're like, something's something's not right. So once you're inside, you finally finally let out a big ass breath and you're like, oh my God. And you use your head and your heart to mentally note, okay, so my neighbor two doors down, I'm feeling really strange today. I don't really know why, but I'm just going to avoid that one. Chances are I'm probably not going to invite them over to my Christmas party. <laughs> and it's not to say they're a bad person, but maybe they're just not a person that's supposed to be in your life. And so your intuition's saying, hey, keep guarded against this person. Don't have this person too close. And this is what I like to call an example of cleanse. Okay, cleanse from your intuition. So I'm going to get into the examples here because this is bringing me to the first reason our intuition might be trying to get our attention and it's to cleanse. And it's not just people, you know, your intuition might try to cleanse you by urging you to let go of, like I said, people, but also places, possessions and behaviors. That's another one that aren't right for you anymore. Like I said, it's like not that the person is a bad person, but they're not the right person for you and your life story. And so this process involves renewing, reframing and refining your perspectives and safeguarding you from the elements that no longer serve you. It also prompts you to release these stored emotions and tackle any energy that's sort of stored in your chakras if you want to start to get woo with me. But yeah, definitely cleanse. Like if your intuition is like, "Mm, not for you, you need to release, get rid of it, remove it, kind of like, okay, cleanse it. Next, it might be trying to mend you by motivating you to repair, okay? So maybe you're trying to mend relationships and address physical ailments that you have, like the tooth. (laughs) This might involve seeking support from therapists or energy healers, if that's your thing, mentors, um, coaches, whatever it is, yourself. It also, dentist, it also encourages you to, I think, reframe and just sort of replace these limiting beliefs and old narratives and perspectives with empowering ones. So like mending your stories. Thirdly, I think the reason it could get in touch with you is 
It might be trying to restore you. So promoting physical rest and recovery. It might be like, hey, you need to change your diet and your exercise routine. Maybe, you know, you need to ramp up with more veggies or so-and-so sick. So maybe you need to be eating more, that kind of thing, you know, and just using mindfulness practices to try and better your health. Um, or it could be emphasizing, hey, you, you used to really love playing soccer. You should be doing more of that, that kind of like restoring who you are, restoring any sort of creative pursuits or activities or practices that are going to enhance your well-being. And then lastly, I think sometimes it can be promoting you in the direction of creating. So encouraging you to build or produce or achieve, right? And this drive really pushes you to take action and manifest your ideas, uh, move forward, embark on new projects, say yes, that kind of thing. So like the strange niggling um, at the job, like maybe it's like, hey, you should apply for this job. You should apply for this job. Have you ever been on like a website where there's jobs and for some reason you're like this one, this one, I should apply for this. It's your intuition talking. So they're the ones that I most commonly see and experience myself. And it helps to just categorize your intuitive feelings when you get them as a reason why. Like, hmm, okay, my heart, my gut, or my butt is trying to get my attention about something. Why? Why is it trying to get my attention? Is it to cleanse something from me, mend something, restore something, or create something? Okay, so I will get to the butt thing because I've obviously said that a couple of times <laughs> I've probably made it bigger than it needed to be. But seriously, some people, you will know who you are when I'm talking. They'll get frequent movements, shall we call them, when something isn't right. Okay. They're the heart, gut and butt people. Sometimes people, if something's not right, they can't help themselves. They've got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So with that, I will leave you. And I hope that you remember just how important it is to trust yourself And to trust those intuitive feelings and sensations in your life because they're guiding you on your story. Don't doubt them. And like I said, feel free to download that checklist if you need a little boost in connecting again and continue to share your stories with me. So thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to chatting again soon.